Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag. And I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right? I mean, no, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays a means floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get a mean in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show Hey, listener, Zach Harper here, Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports, also fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369. 
Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure <laughs> did. That just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming. It's like... <laughs> Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. R Slash is a hilarious podcast where Dabney Bailey uses ridiculous voices and emotions to read aloud the week's craziest Reddit posts. He reenacts various Reddit threads covering wild stories and secrets, petty revenge, relationships, and much more. So if you're looking for a daily distraction and a laugh, check out R Slash wherever you get your podcasts. Right before we started recording, Zach was lamenting that he has to choose between OOLI. Yeah, it's bullshit. I don't like censorship, guys. You want to pay for free speech? Is that the deal? I won't pay for free speech, but, you know, Daddy Elon might have some ideas here that are worth exploring. I feel like it should be one OLI. What? How would you possibly do one OLI? That's absurd. It's your... Honorable mention is your freebie. And then your OOLI, if you want to write down everything that came to your mind. I have. We'll have time for that. I did this in a notebook, you know, and there's not a whole lot there. Analog notes. Yeah, I'm doing analog. It's the best way. Yeah. I tried doing it on my phone and I just like, eh, I didn't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so I'm doing analog for these. And maybe at the end, maybe someday when this notebook fills up with CT5s, maybe we'll sell it. You know, maybe we'll make copies and we'll sell it. And we'll publish it. Because my vehicles one is amazing. Do you cross out each page with whiteout and then write it again the next yeah. top five? Yeah. I just use the first page of the notebook <laughs> and I just white it out every time. This idea is just straight up bad. That algorithm is busted. It's among the worst ideas I've ever heard. Top five, easily. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Welcome to Cinephobe Top 5, a.k.a. CT5. This is the podcast where we rank the five best things in a specific category from Cinephobe history. We've already done Worst Dancers. Mm -hmm. We've already done Vehicles. A lot of missed opportunities on vehicles, by the way. Yeah, I know. We really kind of screwed it up. I tried to make up for it this time around. You know what's funny? It's funny when you're doing a different CT5 and then you start getting ideas for the ones you've already done. Mm. It's never ending. And that's why this podcast is really fun because we can do this literally forever. Mm -hmm. This week, top five jobs in Cinephobe history. <laughs> Zach, I told Maze two things. I said, one... This one was surprisingly difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Two, I think I've identified a couple that you would have picked. Mm. I've already got like, definitely Zach has this on his list. I wouldn't mind that being a part of the OOLI 
at the end there. What you think I'm going to have on my list if it doesn't come up. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if it doesn't come up, I, I have a feeling that they're going to come up. So I had 26 jobs. Okay. <laughs> Mazik's concerned. His brow furrowed ever so slightly when mm-hmm. you said 26. Yeah. I have 25. 25? Wow. I mean, how many jobs did you have? Only the ones you can't afford. So Z jobs off the board. No, I have 22. Oh, wow. How about that? 20s club. Yeah. Someone tried to stir some shit up between us and another podcast, which I did not appreciate. Which podcast? AFE. So, oh, they're doing it. We, we're not drafting shit here. No. We all have our own list. There's overlap. We could all have the exact same list, one through five, with the two o- right. OLIs. Like, I just want to make it clear we're not doing anything that they do. We're not infringing on their deal. Also, AFE is celebrating different things in life, right? Mm-hmm. Fast food restaurants, like movie villains, whatever. We're celebrating ourselves in essence. This is masturbatory. Yeah. This is a navel-gazing exercise. Mm-hmm. Masturbatory. We're not picking out of the world. We're picking out of cinephobe. We're masturbating. If AFE started to do a draft of AFE episodes, mm-hmm. then that feels a little infringing. We're jack-shacking. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the jack shack. We're in our cum cocoon. They did just actually have an episode where they drafted AFE. Oh, they're in their cum cocoon as well then. If they want to have you on to draft cinephobe stuff, mm. by all means. Yeah, let's do it. How about that? Zach, get us started off. We have two OLIs. That's the new rule. Moving forward? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. No one is restricting you. You're freeballing it. You can have as many OOLIs as you want. No one's stopping you. I will freeball it. Absolutely. Like it's your job? First, first OLI, celebrity photographer from Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Okay, yes. <laughs> I had that on my list. Definitely considered it. Essentially, you do almost no work and you get to sleep with models. That's it. He actually had a really nice setup too. He had a Hasselblad in there, an amazing studio. He went in there. He took a picture. Well, that's just one to establish that's his lifestyle. Zach. I saw no work. You had to get to that point. What was his job in tiptoes? Was it photographer? He was a firefighter, right? She was a painter. Wow. He trained firefighters. She was a hat designer. No, she had that huge wall of the same flower over and over again. Remember? Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That looked like a vagina. Oh. No, that's 200 cigarettes. Sorry. Oh. Maze. First OLI, Z job. <laughs> you have to ask. Can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good one. It started as the first thing. And then I kept coming up with more things and I kept bumping it down. I didn't feel too bad about it. I feel like we'll come back to it. I'll let you know. Didn't make my list. My first OLI was magician. Either now you see me too or next. Or an illusionist. Or saving Silverman. Yeah. Cha. <laughs> Ooh, what's the better magician job between now you see me too well. and next? Because next, like he's Vegas, baby. He's a Vegas showman. They both have acclaim and fame. They're both on the run from the law. Mm-hmm. They both use their powers to make ill-gotten gains, right? Sure. I would say because he dies in next, or does he not die in next? Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> we actually don't know. <laughs> we actually don't know yet. They actually, they never finished the story. It's part of the beauty of the movie. I'm leaning towards Now You See Me Too mm. as the better magician. All right, Zach, back to you. Second OLI. The canned vegetable king, Mr. Magoo. Yep, Uh, had to be mentioned. Just imagine what it takes to become the canned vegetable king. The empire you have acquired and you've built up. Like, that's that's a lot of incredible success. A lot of vegetables. A lot of vegetables. And cans. Question, is he suffering in 2023? 
Is the canned vegetable market? No. No, quite the opposite. Yeah, he had such a boom. Doomsday preppers. Oh, my God. So he's COVID re-rich again. Dude, when COVID hit, yo, he doubled his net worth (laughs) easily. (laughs) Who do you think made more money during COVID? Mr. Magoo or you and I, Zach, on SiriusXM Radio? (laughs) That's a tough one. Are we combining what we did? Yeah, combined. Combined earnings. We got a chance there, but it's still him. It's still Mr. Magoo and his canned vegetable kingdom, but look, we put up a fight. I know that. Maze. My other OLI is owner slash player of the Flint Tropics, Jackie Moon mm. and Semi-Pro. Mm. That's on my list. Didn't make it. I had a lot of sports ones on my list, and this is the one that I chose because he gets to play as well. I got that on my OLIs. Basketball owner, I put Semi-Pro slash... Eddie. And you got a horse. That's why I threw the player in there. You know, one, you're fighting a bear. The other one, you're riding a horse. Yeah. And I had owner of the Knicks and mm-hmm. coach of the Knicks on my list. OLI. Mm. My second OLI, keeping in sports, future sport player. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. I almost had that. But it seems so chaotic as a future. I wasn't quite, it couldn't make the list. But yeah, that's, oh my God. I mean, as long as you don't worry about what flag flies over Hawaii. <laughs> I don't. You give a ding dang diddly. I don't give a. D- <laughs> That's a good one, man. Oh man, you saw the way that that Dean Kane was living, dude. I'm telling you, like it's a good life. He was a celebrity, yeah, man. You get hoes. Mm-hmm. You could also be the Australian guy with Play-Doh through your eye, though. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta hopefully just be Dean Kane in it. Gotta be good, man. You don't want to be a grinder or an enforcer in future sport. I don't Mm-mm. feel like that's a no, good life. Not at all. You gotta be a face. You want to be a goal scorer. All right. Number five. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to be a sexually harassing female executive from disclosure mm. in the tech industry. <laughs> what a power trip you can go on. You're flipping the industry and just the whole corporate world on its head, sometimes literally. And the amount of power and responsibility that comes with it. She was making moves. She was playing the game. I thought Demi Moore was fantastic. What a job. What a way to have power in this world. And so, yeah, I would be Demi Moore from Disclosure. And sure, you're going to have a downfall at some point, but you'll pick yourself up. I believe in her. Zach, I'm going to just say this to you. I flirted with the idea of putting someone who exerts his patriarchal oh. urge see i didn't like his job well to get sexually harassed by demi moore seems like a pretty great fucking job to me i don't know mm, that's true yeah so you wanted to be a sexually harassed male tech executive so i would be harassing a me that could have been some interesting synergy there wow how Derek feel he'd be very upset unless he got to join livid me <laughs> I, I get to harass too my number five Sports handicapper from two for the money. Oh, yeah. That's a tough life, man. That's a tough life, I think. I debated if I would want to be Al Pacino and own the shop Oof. or work for Al Pacino. Yeah. So I'm going to go with being the young hotshot. Yeah. You get brought into the world. You work out. You make picks. You work out. Mm-hmm. Did he also bang Al Pacino's wife? Or am I- Came on to him. I don't think she banged him. Al Pacino wanted him to. Yeah. Yeah, we got into some cuck stuff. Yeah, cuckachino. Cuckachino. <laughs> you get a brand new Mercedes bought for you. The future seems bright. You're not on the mm-hmm. dark side of the game like Al Pacino, who's gambling again. 
He's setting you up with prostitutes. Like it's stressful, but you know, it's a good life. I've got knife salesman stabbing the car hood <laughs> in the fan. I just think it would be awesome. O-O-L-I for me. Oh, was it? That was heavily considered. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought like, you know what? That'd be a cool job where you walk into someone's house and you say, can I see your car real quick? <laughs> was it a car door? I had one caveat to that. It had to be in the 90s. Mm. When you're riding that wave in the 90s, you're good. That's eventually going to struggle though also the internet would definitely be a buzzkill for lucrative business there because people would just say i'll buy the knife online and like ah yeah so it had to be in the 90s before that shit got going but yeah that's a good job yeah it's a whole industry there was you can't tell me there weren't people thriving with that yeah there were you saw that office building mm-hmm. that wasn't a struggling business when he stabs that car door that tells you that's a good knife that's a good ass knife go ahead mm-hmm. try it yourself maybe it'll come up later <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm like, I fucked up. Oh, sports talk show. <laughs> I didn't pick that one because I, I've done that job. Because I am that. Yeah, I know. I'm good. Not top five job. <laughs> All right. Number four for me. I'd love to be a dirty cop in Atlantic City. Snake eyes. Wow. Oh, I was trying to remember what the job was in that movie. I just all I could remember was boxer. I'm like, ah, I don't want to. No, he was a dirty cop in Atlantic City. Just enough power and influence to where he could like get into a major fight. He knows everyone. Got a good side life and everything. Like, yeah, he's stressed out, but he seemed to really enjoy himself. He got to dress like an asshole. No one questioned it. And then, you know, if you need to save the day, you save the day. But I thought the job that he had just a dirty cop in Atlantic city. There's a lot. You got stories, man. Oh, for sure. You are running any kind of bar conversation. Absolutely. King of the sewer, king of the sewer. Indeed. My number four musician turned resort owner, coconut Pete. From Club <laughs> Dread. I didn't even have that. You got a successful career making leisurely jam band bangers. Shit. That's such a good one. That's somehow profitable enough to buy yourself an Island resort. And make your own paella? Yeah. Coconut Pete lived a full life, guys. That's such a good one. Damn it, why didn't I have that? I ran into a thing with all of the Broken Lizard movies having a career or a job like this. Like, there's always a character in these movies that's sort of the Coconut Pete archetype. And I chose him out of the other options. I mean? I had as my number four... Criminal mastermind, hang on cash. I want to be Jack Palance. I want to have a bank of TVs. I want to make puns to nobody in particular. Nobody. You want to invent FaceTime? Yeah. You just want to be a guy who makes puns. He just wants to sit in a room, watch TV and make puns. Yeah. I kind of feel like I undershot with number four. Like I might've ranked it too low. Number three will be interesting to see what you guys think, what I had right directly above it. But yeah, man, that would be an awesome life. Except for the part where they take my cash and then they walk away with your drugs. How many millions? How many millions of my money they take? Is there anything else about the drug lord lifestyle that appeals to you besides the puds of the television watching? Pet mice. Being able to just hold them and caress them, hold them to my cheek. Oh, so you want pet mice? Yeah, you know, like they seem very like docile and stuff. That mm-hmm. must be fun. Okay, that must be fun. Put them in a little maze. Okay. Somehow I knew. <laughs> How many millions? <laughs> wow. I didn't even consider that. Oh, man. I messed up there. Then I feel good about my list then if you didn't consider that one. No, I like my list. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about 
butcher box. Butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Hello, listener. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that we at Cinephobe love our pets. Zach and Boogie are inseparable. I've got two cats and a dog. And Amin is giving his best ass on performance to convince dog owners that he loves their pet. Hey, Noodle. Hey, boy. How you doing? And Noodle's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Which is why today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. For many pet parents, summer is all about making travel plans like adventuring through the national parks, visiting pet-friendly beaches, or road tripping across the country. Wherever your journeys take you and your furry friend, you can help protect them along the way with the plan from ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for your eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Lecture? Number three, Zach. Yep. A flair bartender in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought about that one. On my list. You got a cool job. Mm-hmm. You meet a lot of people, especially once you go down to down to Kokomo. Mm-hmm. Man, you're living life like that is that's a good, good life. You don't make a lot of money. You don't you know, you're not a celebrity. You're not building wealth, although you do eventually start TGI Fridays, So that's good. But for the most part, especially in the 80s, whew, you're having a time. Well, especially at cell block where you only have to make one drink every 10 minutes. Yeah. And it seems like you're making $500 an hour. Yeah. Easily at that place. That becomes the peak of the flair bartender scene. Mm -hmm. That's the big leagues, if you will. And yeah, that definitely seems like a good job. And then I got to say, like, I think down the road, 
I become friends with John Taffer. Mm. I'm on Bar Rescue. I'm helping him train bartenders. Like that's my that's my life. Are you Russell? Are you Russell Davis? Oh no! Please don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I'm Lisa Marie. That's what I am. Three time runner up. Three time runner up. Not even the best. Zach, do you want the island bar to be your goal, or do you want to stay in the big city lifestyle? Oh, uh, of the all the bars between Cell Block. The TGI Fridays, the bar in Kokomo, and the bar at the end on the boat, which is right by my high school that I went to. Right. Kokomo's got to be the best, right? That ends up being your best life, right? You're on the island. You're on island time. You're soaking up rays. You're meeting a bunch of tourists. You're working for Coconut Pete. You're working for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shortest tenure of cinephobe catchphrase was... Champagne, sewage good. Yeah, I'm like I feel bad for it because like almost instantly. But Gal, she did it. Gal and the boys. I got up to an hour and fifteen minutes into that movie. It is just what a boring movie. I can't do it. I'm never gonna finish that movie. My number three, notorious cyber hacker, oh. Stanley Jobson from Swordfish. So he's got the name Job in it. Mm. He's the man for the job, Stanley Jobson. Mm-hmm. He also does his best work hacking into the Department of Defense while getting a blow job. Mm. Jobs out the wazoo. Plus, there's nothing like that reaction of him typing and celebrating with... He was so happy. Nine different computer monitors going. He was so happy. Oh, my God. That's my third pick. I also think like that's a very interesting life, very interesting job. At a certain point, you are so good at it the government has not allowed you to touch a computer anymore. So anytime you do, it's very exhilarating. Think about how good at your job you have to be where you're banned. You don't get to do it anymore. Yeah. Banned from touching a computer. Oh, my God. Email? Fuck out of here, bro. Mm-mm, don't even think about signing up for AOL. You're out, buddy. I mean? Number three for me. I agonized over this. Mm. But I went with Small Town Tycoon. <laughs> Roadhouse. You just want to drive all over the road. I want to drive all over the road. I want to own the JCPenney. I want to be the reason why there's a JCPenney in this town. The reason I went Small Town Tycoon over Criminal Mastermind was because I feel like Brad Wesley, no matter how much of a villain he is, he did it straight. His money's legit. You can't take it away. So. Oh. I don't know how much of that income protection income he's reporting. I don't know that he did it straight, but he owns the local cops. He's above the law. Well, you could be above the law and not doing it straight. Well, okay. But criminal mastermind, Jack Balance definitely was not above the law. The law was all over his ass. Sure. They're taking his million. <laughs> They're taking his millions. millions of his dollars. They danced away with his drugs. They did. Yeah. Walked away with it. It's just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stress, man. They Charleston out of there with the drugs. Yeah. I think what you're describing here, I mean, is a size of the pond situation. Mm-hmm. Jack Palance is swimming in a much bigger pond, international drug trade. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brad Wesley is moved to small town and taking over that shit. He's throwing parties all the time. He's got that big dude dancing at it. Brad Wesley did have a good life until Patrick Swayze came through. Yeah, until Swayze was hired, right? Yeah. But, hey, you know, I don't know. Like, I think I'll take my chances that a drifter won't come to town and, you know, take me to task over LAPD on my ass, which is par for the course. Task forces after you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. My number two, a top ranking angel for God. Major. <laughs> Is that a job? Yeah. Or is that a passion? It's a career, guys. You know? That's a career. That's not, that's not, oh yeah, I got hired doing this. Can it be a job if you can't quit? Cut the wings off. You don't work there anymore. It's that easy. Oh, that's right. Man, the responsibility, you got a great view. 
when you're at work? Do you? It looks like a locker room. It was a locker room, but it was looking out over like the clouds and everything. It's beautiful. You see sunsets, sunrises, everything. A beautiful locker room. You get room. to go down to earth and like mess with people. You get to participate in the apocalypse. Like you get to do a lot of stuff. You get to watch a guy catch a baby. There ain't shit humans can do to you. Like you can fuck them up whenever you want. It's a lot like being a dirty cop in Atlantic City. If Atlantic City was a bigger pond. Once again. Yeah. Was a bigger pond. So now I want the big pond and I don't want to be God, but I want to be one of his top ranking angels. Yeah. Too much responsibility. I don't want to be God. I just want to work for him. Too much responsibility to be God, but an angel. It's like me with Al Pacino and two for the money. You know, I don't want to be Al Pacino. <laughs> exactly. You just want to be one of the hotshot angels. My number two. I called it a local business magnate, Brad Wesley and Roadhouse. It's the ideal job. I don't really see anything better than it. There's one that beat it out wow. because of a personal preference, but his swag, the way that he believes in himself, that you can tell from the way that he drives like an absolute prince. He's gotten rich off the people in this town and he's going to get richer. And he's going to get richer. Yeah. That's a flawless model for business. Yeah, that is. You're right. Nothing but straight up. That is a flawless model for business. And yet... Again, until... <laughs> Patrick Swayze comes into town and you fuck with the wrong dude. Exactly. And really, it's just his ego that crumbles him there. He could have let wow. Dalton clean up the bar and still... Wait till I try to become God. Fair point. You know? <laughs> the ego eventually gets you. I found a job that is even more flawless and doesn't have anyone trying to bring you down. Hmm. Number two, casino owner. Reindeer game. That was on my list. I knew that. <laughs> the flawless business plan is to serve both Coke and Pepsi. Oh, my it's God. It's not a flawless business plan. It's not. He gets fucking robbed and murdered. Yeah, people are trying to take you down. What are you talking about? No one tried to take Dennis Farina down. What are you talking about? He gets killed. He got <laughs> murdered. Oh, did he? Yes. God. Brad Wesley also <laughs> murdered. Oh, my God. You just want to have Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, I really do. He just wants to have Coke and Pepsi. Maybe that trumps everything. You can get an Amazon subscription to both. No, I want to sell it. Oh, you want to sell it. That's right. Yeah, you want to sell it. I want to bring that dream to other people. <laughs> Unbelievable. Number one. Number one. I like to get a blowjob while hacking. Swordfish. Daily blowjobs. That specifically. I don't want to be the hacker. I like enjoying my work. Man, the pressure involved both emotionally and physically with a gun to your head. I get it. That could really make you pop off. I feel a little like Dennis in that episode where he's pretending to be getting off. Ever been in a man's skin? <laughs> yeah. I feel like once you up the game, remember the end of speed where relationships built under these like high traumatic moments never last. And like, Oh, we better base it on sex. Like I bet they had some crazy sex for a while. And I think that once you up the game to where I can't come Unless someone's got a gun to my head and I'm trying to hack into the DOJ. I bet when you do. Did he come? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a dumb question. Did he come? Oh. What a stupid question. You stupid man. Don't you remember this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the clap. I thought that was because he hacked in. Because he saved his life. No, that's because he hacked out. That was him delaying it. <laughs> my number one. The number one job in Cinephobe history mm -hmm. is a moment that brought me a tremendous amount of delight. It combines all of my main interests, really, and that is the pimp robot photographer in Cobra. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Me too. Oh, no. I cruised right past Cobra. Played by David Rash, Carl from Succession. The man put a fur coat on a robot. 
and then photographed it. Wow. That's his life. Mm -hmm. I am very jealous. That's a really good one. I mean, bring us home. What is your number one job? One that is even more flawless yeah. than owning a casino and selling both Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> getting murdered. Easily, easily. And getting murdered. <laughs> Low stakes. Owning a mustachery in the Old West. Oh! <laughs> Everybody had mustaches. Yeah. It was a premium product. Not everyone could afford it. Right. But there was enough people out there to keep buying. And by the way, it made you quite the desirable on the market with the ladies. Oh, yeah. Because he could offer things like wrapped candies. Like, you couldn't do that <laughs> if you were doing other shit. No, he only had access to that. Right. That's a <laughs> stupid idiot. I mean, he chose living in the Old West as his ultimate job. Well, living comfortably in the Old West. Okay. That's true. It's kind of like being a small town local business magnate. Yeah. I just took it a step further. Even smaller town. O-O-L-I's? Okay, I'm shocked. Let me just start with the ones that I thought for sure Zach would have. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have any of them. Okay. Number one, Pia. <laughs> it was on there. It was, trust me, that was real hard to keep off, man. Oh, I thought that was going to be your number one. It was in heavy consideration, but I had to stay true to myself. Like a lot of these involved having sex. Especially when you said that you want to be like a dirty cop. I was like, oh, PI is definitely coming up high on this. The list. idea of it being in like such a skeevy place like Atlantic City really drew me in. I mean, where was Carson Phillips? Texas. He was in Texas. Though. I don't want to live in Texas. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to live in Jersey either, but you know. Another one that I thought Zach for sure would have on his list. Honest Thief. Oh, well, I thought about it. I wanted a little more dishonesty, though, in my thievery. And then the final one that I thought Zach for sure would be was working on the boulevard as a co-op. <laughs> Bobby Talk. That did not make my list. You don't respect the boulevard, that's why. I guess I don't. The only thing I thought of when I looked at the Fanatic, I was like, do I want to own a memorabilia shop? Yeah, I thought of that for a second, too. And I didn't write it down, because I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> didn't write it down, no. What else do you guys got? Owning an MMA gym that you live in? Yeah, fair enough. Never back down? Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. You got a dental plan? <laughs> It smells terrible all the time, right? Yeah. You live in a gym. Come on, man. Basic one, but spy. Spies like us. Being a spy, I think, would be a cool job. I had international terrorist of mystery, swordfish. Mm. I think being an assassin would be cool. Gemini man. Or Bangkok dangerous. Yeah, Bangkok dangerous. Like, I thought those were cool. Making shower buddies for yourself. <laughs> I shower daddy. Why would your dad? <laughs> Why would your buddy be in the shower with you? Why would your dad? Don't yell on television. <laughs> Santa Claus? Kind of a cool job. That one was on there, and I was like, no. He only work a little bit a year. I guess he doesn't do much of the work, yeah. Crime boss, Gotti. Love to be a crime boss. Sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of responsibility, though. A lot of day-to-day -day stuff. You'd just be placing a lot of bets with me as the sports handicapper from Two for the Money. That's true. I sure would. Exotic animal dealer, Primal. Thought about that one, too. Too risky. I don't want to do all, I don't. I don't like animals like that to be dealing with them. I couldn't decide on this one. I wrote it down anyway. Tour guide? Like in the breakup, that probably gets old, but you know, you get to perform. Gets old real quick, but you get to do the same joke over and over again and never have to. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever John Voight's job was in Anaconda. <laughs> oh, is a tour guide. <laughs> no, way more than a tour guide. Yeah. He was more than a tour guide, but yeah, I, I thought that would be a cool one. That kind of overlaps with the Nick Cage primal one. Those guys could do the same thing. I don't think that was a good job. He was too horny. That's what I like about it. He was very horny. Not the horny of like, oh man, I fuck a lot. The horny of like, I don't get the fuck ever. Dennis Farina owning a casino. There you go. Not the Coke and Pepsi part of it, but it was on my list. I thought that would be fun. Being a pirate? Hook? 
Oh. Being a pirate's a good job, man. Very active. You get to sail the seas. Zach, did you have Vampire Hunter on your list? I didn't. I thought about it, but I... <sighs> you got to work at night. Vampire Hunter. I thought about it. I'm like, no, I don't think you'd have that. A VR creator? Like Lawnmower Man? Yeah. If you had the skills for it, that could be fun. His wife left him, though. Was he more of a VR creator? Was that just a byproduct of his research? Oh, uh, that's a great question. I don't know, but it felt like he was creating a lot of that shit. I think he was just using that VR to train the <laughs> Roscoe. Well, I mean, Roscoe's. All right, P. When that chimp pulls out that gun and pull, I mean, my God. I think the last one, this is very high risk, high reward. A casino heister, 3,000 miles to Graceland. Or yeah, reindeer man. games. Man, that would be a adrenaline-filled job. A lot of planning, a lot of fun, but yeah, like a lot of stress. No trucker on there, huh? No, not tr- I don't want to be a trucker. All right. My OOLIs, which stunningly not a lot of overlap. Treasure Hunter slash Professor from National Treasure, Book of Secrets. Pretzel Salesman slash Herc Manager in Hercules in New York. Internationally renowned bouncer Dalton and Roadhouse. Oh, I had that as well. I forgot about that. Yeah. Topless dance review director Tony Moss from Showgirls. Oh, oh that's that right, is yeah. a horny job, man. Inventor of Vaporize from Envy. I had that on mine on my OLIs. Tabloid News, Jason Alexander's character in Blank Man with the wheelchair oh, and he's got yeah. all the conspiracy theories going. Oh, I forgot about that. The foreman job from White Man's Burden. Can you imagine if He was able to just get that. I mean, I got to have my fucking job, man. And then I had for sports, the sports radio host from the fan being Bobby Rayburn or a baseball player from the fan sports agent from what men want. That's her job there. Mm -hmm. College football coach, Red Beaulieu and the water boy, or I guess Henry Winkler. And then the announcing duo of Pepperfield and Redwood semi-pro. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Then I had a category called rich assholes. So... Brewery owner from Beer Fest, mm-hmm. boxer slash restaurateur from Slam and Salmon, cult leader slash podcaster from Don't Worry Darling. Oh, yeah. I kind of do that already. I didn't want to do that. It was just too many losers. I don't want to deal with all those losers. Coffee heiress from Bringing Down the House. She's got billions. She's also racist. Notorious gang leader, the Rumble from Money Plane. Ruthless businessman Christoph Waltz from Horrible Bosses 2. Oh, that would have been good, yeah. Older stream, yeah. And Freddie Hugo, club owner from Rhinestone. <laughs> Got a couple more for you guys here as well. Con Man, Con Man from Drillbit Taylor, Con Man from Money Talks, Con Man from Soul Man. And finally, these last two, I had Tone Ranger. <laughs> Izzy's having a good time. He had a great time, man. He had a great time. That's a good call. I can't believe I didn't have that. And Coward. (laughs) From After Earth. You think that was a job? His job was Coward? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm in. Make sure you're sending us your CT5 list for best jobs to have. You can do that at Talk Hoops, at Darthamine, at Corn Puzzle on the old Twitter machine. Or even better, don't do that. Put it in a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you'd like us to do next with CT5. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade.